I am going to be very raw, not that I ever come with a facade, but tonight I'm going to share from my heart um, out of experiences that I have had this very week. And I'm going to tell you where I believe we are, and I hope that you can, um, there's some places I have to navigate just because of legal issues, but that I have to navigate, not give quite so many details. But I, I, my prayer is that you will be able to receive and that you will apply change, um, even tonight, to your life, to your way of thinking, maybe even to your perspective of where you are. So I had an encounter, I want to say it was over the weekend, but it might have been last week. And I was in the mountain of Yahweh. And for some of you, that may sound very strange, but for some of you, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And I have been in the mountain of Yahweh before in other encounters, or some people call encounters dreams. So in other dreams, I've been there. I've heard Archie Phillips say he's been in the mountain of Yahweh, and he has seen the staircases, and that's what I saw. I was in yeah. the mountain of Yahweh, and I saw staircases, and, and some were going up, and some were going down, and, and some to the side, and, and it was just really vast. And, and what was so beautiful about it was that I could choose. I wasn't forced to go up or down or right or left, but it was a very free place. And I was actually with Jenny. And I don't remember at this point seeing anyone else around, but we were just like, hey, let's go up this one, and oh, let's go down here. And, and it was like the Father had opened up this place to us to choose. And it was beautiful, and it was fun, and it was freeing. And then I saw a man, and I saw a little girl, and he was holding her hand. And Jenny and I were just really light walking, and we were choosing our paths and our staircases and up and down. And I happened to notice only this man and this little girl. And when we got to a particular like place where you could choose right or left, they were going to the right. And so we were like, ah, let's go this way. And so we chose left. And then I woke up. Actually, there's a little bit more than that, and I'll share that later. But for tonight, that's where I woke up. And um, the next morning, I was just thinking about it. And I was really focused on the end that I'm not sharing. I was very focused on that part and um, went for a run. And when I was running, the dream came back to me. And that section where Jenny and I were choosing left as we saw the man and the little girl going right, that section of the dream came back to my remembrance. And I was reflecting on it. And I heard Holy Spirit very clearly, and he said, you chose the path of maturity. And when he said that, I felt the weight of his words and didn't quite understand exactly where this was leading me, but I felt the weight. And I, in my heart, was like, yes, Father, I choose the path of maturity. I do. And so I came into work, and I was sharing the um, encounter with Tamara. And she quickly, just out of her spirit, she said, oh, the man was Apostle Ball, and you were the little girl. And when she said that, I was like, wow, that's crazy. And I thought to myself, that makes so much sense because when you're holding your father's hand, he's going to navigate the path for you. He's going to tell you, oh, there's a you know, squeezy place coming up. Oh, you better tie up your shoes. We're going to go through some mud. And, um, and so that place 
yes, it's not a wrong choice, but it's not necessarily the the path of maturity that we chose. And so I know that I have walked faithfully with Apostle Paul, and my husband and I served him for years. And so those days that I saw really in that encounter, I didn't choose to regurgitate that same place, but I choose to stand on his shoulders and experience the rest of the mountain of Yahweh. And I know that honors him, that brings honor to him. So anyway, um, very important that you understand that that encounter came first. And then um, the pa- this past Sunday, those of you who were in service or watched online, at the end, my husband called up five of us. And he said that he was going to ordain us. And that was amazing. It was just so holy. There was a lot to that moment. Won't go into it right now. But he kept saying, and, and this is going to happen on the anniversary, on the 21st anniversary. And then he'd say, blah, 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 blah. And on the 21st anniversary, and I was standing there and my knees were, I was like, ah, because 21 is such a mark of maturity in the earth. When you turn 21, by all earthly standards, you're mature. And so I was thinking, how could it even be conjured or put together any more perfectly that he would ordain us on the mark of maturity of this house on the 21. So I've been very aware of maturity. I've been very aware of, I don't know if maturity is a being or if it's an invitation, but I have definitely wanted my life and my heart to align with maturity, to to going into places that I've never been, and to doing things that I've never done, and to um, responding to the open invitation of Yahweh to new places, and to dream bigger, and to not be confined by the old, but to, not that we're breaking anything, but just, just move forward out of a place of immaturity, a place that um, we already know all these places. We've been there, we've slid down that, and walked down that, and ran around that, and so it's time to move. And I believe as a house, we are being called to maturity. However that fits you, you're being called to maturity. So this leads me to a circumstance that happened um, this week. And we had a family that was disgruntled and with the ELC and with some things, some care that had happened and or supposedly happened. And I had set a meeting and I knew that um, the meeting was going to be intense. And I I could feel that in my heart. I had kind of felt the weight of it all weekend as I was corresponding with them, um, just setting up the time to come in Monday and meet. So on my ride to work on Monday morning, I was clearing my mind. I was opening my spirit. I was worshiping the Father because I have found in my journey that when I come across places that seem uncomfortable, um, that seem like perhaps I don't know the answer to. It's that, uh, that place of in-between, maybe. Um, when I get there, if I will open myself up and align my thoughts and my heart and my mind with the Father, with heaven, and how Kim Parker does that might be different than how you do that. And, um, but for me, 
I was focusing on the Father, and I was I was worshiping Him, and all my intent was to allow heaven access to this situation. Even though Kim Parker in the natural didn't really have the answer, I knew heaven did. And I was praying for the truth to be illuminated. And, and I was basically aligning myself. So I have this vision. Now I'm driving. <laughs> so I'm driving my car and, um, and I see in the distance what it, what looked to me like a lion, like a lion head. And I heard um, my daughter and AJ singing that song, Shut the Mouths of Lions. And still, I saw what appeared to be like a lion. And in my, in my thought process, I thought, wow, I've always seen a lion as a holy thing, like the lion of the tribe of Judah. I've always seen it as um, imagery of Yeshua, um, something that is holy, that is strong, that represents the kingdom, something I can identify with. So to shut the mouth of the lion in that situation, it was like, oh, that doesn't make sense to me, but okay. Well, the whole time, and stay with me, the whole time I'm closing in on this lion and I could see out of my peripheral vision a golden, looked like a two by four really at, at the moment, um, in my hand. And so I'm closing in on the lion head. Well, as I'm closing in, the lion head becomes very clear and it's not a lion at all. It's a Jekyll. And so I'm staring a Jekyll right in the face. And um, if any of you have ever watched The Lion King, when the Jekylls or the hyenas are in charge, everything dries up. The rivers dry up. All the green grass shrivels. Um, there's no nutrition. Everybody's skinny and scrawny. And there's no abundance in the land. But when the lions were in charge, everything was flowing beautifully. So here I am with the Jekyll with this golden, what I thought was a two-by-four. And I knew in my spirit, it was almost like I was watching myself because it wasn't like I thought it through and then did it. But I saw myself take what I thought was a two-by-four, pry the Jekyll's mouth open, and I placed that in his mouth. I pried the mouth open. And when I got the, what I thought was a two-by-four in view, it was a scroll. And I took the scroll and I put it in the mouth of the Jekyll. And I looked him in the eye and I said, this is to remind you. I'm not, well, I said this. I'm not going to kill you this time. But let this be a constant reminder of where the true authority lies in this land. And I put that thing in his mouth. And then as soon as I did it, it was such a powerful moment. As soon as I did that, I felt in my heart just like, to the king, and just worship, and, and I just wanted to give Yahweh all the glory, and I wasn't really even sure of what all that was, but I knew I had accomplished what he had set forth for me to accomplish in that moment of intercession, of alignment with heaven. Again, driving my vehicle. <laughs> I don't know if I should say that part. Um, my eyes were open. So I pull in. And I'm ready. I'm just like, this is great. You know, I have put the, that scroll in the mouth of the jackal. Listen to this, Tamara, blah, blah, blah. And I'm telling her. And so um, very excited. I felt like, boy, heaven is on my side. Um, this is about to be amazing. And we're going to see this awesome demonstration of the Father. Oh, it's going to be so incredible. And like every foul spirit is just, they are shut down. And here comes the troops. 
So here I came in, all victorious, you know, and um, and like this, you know, things changed. And so I had to have this meeting, and the meeting did not go uh, as expected. The meeting, and this is the part I have to navigate really carefully. Though I want to share my whole heart with you, I want to be so honest and candid and, and give you a clear picture of what I'm facing right now without all the details that are unnecessary, really, for this moment. But as I looked into the eyes of people that I have served for years here and um, heard things that, um, that came against every purpose that the Father has ever set me to do. He has called me to create a safe place for children to come and to grow and to be loved and to be safe and to reach their best potential. And we cheer them on. I have the most amazing team in these four walls. I've been so blessed. But in this moment, the accuser came. And it was a false accusation. But the accuser, the words, the just the words were so hurtful to me and to what I believe I'm called to is everything I'm not. I hope that makes sense to you. It was everything I'm not. It's the best way I know how to put it. Tamara says I handled it well. I don't know that I did um, because I'm passionate about these kids. I'm passionate about what goes on here. I'm passionate about the care. I'm passionate about words that are spoken, um, policies, procedures, curriculum, all of it. I'm passionate about that. It's, it's more than a, a preschool to me. It's worship. It is a calling, and it's, it's my purpose. So in that moment, I'm... I'm squared off with something that is coming against my, what I believe is my purpose in life. And we'll leave it at that. So after the meeting, didn't, I didn't feel like it went well at all. Very thankful for Tamara. And I bless you, Tamara. I know you're watching. Is she watching? She's watching. She's watching. I tell you, you are a gift to me. You are a gift to me. You are a strength to me. And, oh, you know, I think it's so important for us to look and honor those that the Father has put in our lives. Sometimes Amen. I think we just go through life. It's busy. But I'm telling you, if you look around, you'll see his faithfulness. When I looked across that table and I saw her, and I was trying to kick her leg at one point, but I was kicking my husband's table. But um, she was strength to me, and she protected me, and she, and she covered me, and, and I felt safe, and, and I honor you. I bless you. It's deeper than words. These just seem like, but it, it's from my heart, and I'm thankful. But anyway, we left the meeting, and I felt completely depleted. Physically, I was tired. I was mad. I was frustrated. I had a lot of questions. I had a lot of turmoil. Um, I had a lot of... Uh, just a lot of voices, you know, that were coming in, and I knew they weren't true. I knew that the accuser had come with false accusations, and I'm not talking about people right now. I'm talking about there's a spirit 
You have to see beyond the people. I love the people. But it was tough. Anyway, so um, I went home and just kind of, you know, rested. And I got up the next morning, and I had to make some really tough decisions that surrounded this family. And um, what I wanted to do (laughs) was, like, cut them off, be done, you know, kick them to the curb. We are, here's the line. You stay over there. I'm over here. Separation has come. We are never walking together. You know, all that, and I felt like I had a right to do that. Maybe I do, but um, that was where I was at. But I had to make a decision on two accounts concerning this. And so I got up And I went for a run by myself. And that always, I can always hear clearly. So I'm like, oh, here I go to get answers. This is it. And I got nothing. So I come home, and I'm still just churning, churning, churning. And um, I knew what I wanted to do. Like I said, I knew what I wanted to do. So um, I'm standing in my kitchen. And I really had not had, when Yahweh speaks to me, it's not so much that I hear his words, like tangible words in my, in my ear, but I'll know it in my heart. And when I, when I think about, oh, I'm going to do this, I have such a peace in my heart that that lets me know this is his, this is his voice. This is his way for me. So the whole time I'm running, kicking people out and, you know, drawing lines and shutting doors and we're done. Um, in my flesh, you know, it seemed great, but in my heart and in, in me and my spirit, I, I didn't have uh, a full peace. I didn't have permission from heaven to do those things. So I came in the house with a, a bit of turmoil. I'm just minutes away of having to leave, and it's not like I have a lot of time. I have to make these decisions. So um, I'm standing there. And uh, it hit me. (laughs) It hit me. And I said, I I actually got a little upset at first. I got a little, not, I was a little little attitude-y with Yahweh, maybe. I was like, you want me to love them, don't you? You want me to serve them. You want me to continue to pour out to them and to be a way maker for them. You want me to continually give them access to the blessing of this place that you've given me. You don't want me to shut the door, do you? And, and he brought me to Matthew 5, 44 and 45. And I don't know that I'm going to be able to read it with my eyes. Hopefully I can. Um, but I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. And 45 says, so that you may be sons of your father who is in heaven. For he makes his son rise on the evil and on the good. He makes his son rise on the evil and on the good. In other words, he illuminates the evil and the good. He will separate the evil from the good. He will expose the heart of the evil from the good. It's not going to be hidden. His son will rise and hear my voice tonight. In your situation, if you're facing something that seems like 
unfair or somehow you're in these circumstances, you don't understand. You hang in there. You stand in the truth and know in your heart that his son will illuminate. Yahweh will illuminate the evil from the good on your behalf. And he will send the rain. (laughs) And tonight it is pouring here. He will send his rain on the just and on the unjust. And I tell you, I want to be part of the just crowd with his rain falling. And what, that, what I see in that is that when his rain comes, whatever seeds are planted, so if you have a good and honest heart and his rains come, the fruit that comes from that, you're going to like a whole lot. If you have an evil heart, hidden intentions, if you have jealousy, if you have things in your heart that are not really right standing with Yahweh, when his rains come, the fruit of that, you are not going to like. And the thing about the fruit of a tree is everyone can see it. So it's not like you have to go out and say, oh, look at me. It's very obvious what your fruit looks like hanging on your tree. So let me tell you, when his rain comes, and I believe this is a prophetic gesture. It is pouring. His rain is here. And the fruit, you look for the fruit, and I'm looking for the fruit in my situation. But I will tell you that once I sat back and looked at both of these encounters together, I saw the call to maturity. And so I chose the right path in this situation. I chose to forgive. I chose to bless. I chose to leave the door open. I chose to give them access to the place that I consider holy. I chose to love and to serve. And you know what? I'm going to let him and his reign decipher between the good and the evil. And I don't have to touch that. And you know what? In there, there's peace. But that is the path of maturity. That is the place that he's calling me to not only me, but you. And I know some of you have your own circumstances tonight. I know that because me being here right now, and I'm not going through that either, is a miracle. (laughs) I had someone else speaking tonight. So he literally plucked me up and sat me in this chair to bring this word to you. So I know it's important to the Father, and what's important to him is important to me, and I'm willing. So I wanted to share candidly and openly to you my, my personal circumstances, but also my personal insight. And it's good news. It is good news. And my encouragement tonight is that you choose Choose the path of maturity, that you set your feet in the truth of Yahweh. And I don't care what it looks like. I don't care what's been said. I don't care what doors seem to have closed in your face. I don't care what dreams seem like they're way out of reach. I don't care what the accuser is saying to you. His reign is com- it has come. And if you will stand in that place of maturity... If you will take that hard path and you will love and you will believe and you will move and you'll continue to walk and you'll trust, because that's what he's after, your trust. If you will trust 
And you will continue to be righteous. And you'll continue to walk one, maybe it's one minute at a time, one hour at a time, one day at a time, one week at a time, whatever it is on your timetable. But you set yourself where it makes sense. And you set that as a goal. And you say, you know what, for this day, I'm walking righteously. I'm going to walk this out with integrity. I'm going to walk this out in love. I'm going to walk this out and demonstrate my father, something bigger than me. This is my choice. And I will be a mature son. Father, you have found one that will be faithful with what you've given them. Not the popular route, but the skinny path is what I'm talking about tonight. That's the one that I'm bringing to you. But if you do that, I promise you, I promise you that the rain has come and is coming and will come. And the fruit will be all yours. And then you'll be the one on the other side of the lens talking to me, telling me your testimony. And I hope next month when we come together, everyone has a testimony about maturity and these choices that you've made. And the, bring the fruit in and your big baskets and let's share with one another in September. But that's what I have in my heart. And Jenny, I don't know, do you have anything to add to that? That is really, really good. Um, yes, just a little. Hey. Um, I just want to join my voice to hers. Um, but when she talked about going um, into the mountain of Yahweh, I have, I have uh, seen that mountain. Um, and I know uh, those stairs, when she was talking about those stairs in that mountain, that there are, there, the reason they were going in every direction, they were up and they were down and they were left and they were right and they were going this way and that way, it's because there's no limits. You're not limited to this way or that way. Within his mountain, within that place, he's calling us to. Yes. That's why we have to be mature because there are no limits. You can literally go whatever yes. way you want. Yes. So if you wanted to follow the man and the little girl, you could have because you had been um, invited into that place. So you have to have that, that maturity. You have to have that discernment, which discernment and judgment, they come from the same root. So you have to have that discernment and that judgment. Um, And then the 21 with, um, I know uh, we've talked about this before, but 21 is maturity, but it's it's, it's a second maturity. Yeah. It's not just a first yeah. mature. You have already matured to yes. a, to a first place. Now you are maturing to that second place where truly, again, there's no limits. There's no restrictions put yeah. on you. And that maturity is so important because if we don't, it could kill us. It could kill us. It could kill a purpose. It could kill an intent. It could kill what Yahweh has for us. It can kill the harvest. Um, So that maturity, it it is so, so, so important. Um, And heaven did have the answer. So Kim um, had sent me uh, this picture that she had taken um, a few weeks ago. And um, as this uh, situation was just happening and she knew in the car she had taken that gold what she thought was a a two by four at first a piece of wood and she realized it was gold and I think it's because you know why I think you thought it was a two by four because I think the weight of it was so great it wasn't a small thing it wasn't skinny you know it wasn't this skinny here let me like a stick let me just stick that it was it was heavy and it was uh, the magnitude of it was great, yeah. and it had great weight. It couldn't be broken. Right. It couldn't just, it, that, that Jekyll can't just 
pull his mouth down and just break it. Just boop, nope, I don't want to do that. And that scroll that that was put in its mouth, everything that comes in its mouth or comes out of its mouth now has to go through that scroll of truth. And I believe that scroll is a scroll of Hallelujah. Intent. Hallelujah. Yeah, like the ladies Hallelujah. are all yes. yes. Glory, yes, yes, glory. Yes. <laughs> um, and so it had to go through that scroll of truth. And who had the answer for that? heaven. You had to reach into heaven. Well, what's interesting is what was um, the key, we'll call it, the key for that situation as you put that scroll into that Jekyll's mouth, it had already been given to you. Cody, if we have that picture, um, it had already been given to you weeks before and it came straight out of heaven in the form of a scroll. It came straight through the clouds. It was witnessed. I believe this is what I see when I look at that. I see a scroll coming straight out of heaven, which is full of the truth. It could be nothing but the truth because it came from the throne room. It came from the holy mountain of Yahweh. It came from a hall of records that was intended just for this day. And what I want to impress upon you ladies that are watching tonight and any fellas, I saw a couple in there. Um, what I want to impress, I see you peeking. Um, what I, we caught you. Um, what I want to impress upon you is that you have within you what is needed for the situation when it comes. When the accuser comes, you have what is already needed. You didn't have to go hunting for it. You didn't have to look. You didn't have to scramble. You didn't have to go into a prayer closet and tuck down under your tallit and give me the answer. Give me the answer. What do I do? What do I do? You already had it. You already had it. And what happened was that angel came, brought that scroll. And when that angel brought that to you, it then, because of your faithfulness, because of your trust, in the father knowing that um, he was going to handle this situation. You didn't know how in the moment. You didn't know what was going to happen, but you knew where the answer was. You knew where the key was, and it manifested in the natural. It manifested. It actualized in the physical, in this earthly realm. You brought heaven into earth in that situation and earth, the earth, the Adam had no choice but to align with what is in that scroll. And in that, it is finished. In that, it is done. In that, you have come into agreement and alignment with Yeshua, who is testifying on our behalf, and you came in alignment with his testimony. And ladies, so in this situation, ladies, my voice to you says, follow that example. Don't fret. Don't worry. Don't get nervous. Don't get upset. Don't think there is no way. Don't think it's finally, you know, this thing has come and it's going to overtake me. It's going to take me out. It's going to overpower me in every situation. And we have, we have our angels. We have our witnesses. We have uh, the testimony of Yeshua to come into agreement with. We have the word of the father and your trust was in him. And I believe that that trust, our trust, when our trust is in him and that is what he is calling for in that moment, I believe when he calls for that trust out of us, even when we don't know, even when we don't understand, even when we don't see everything right at that moment, we don't 
see how is this going to end. We don't know in that very moment. We have a decision to make. Will I have um, trust? Will I put my trust and my hope in the Father? And when we do, when we turn and reflect that trust back to him, that is where the inheritance comes from. His inheritance. Not an earthly inheritance. Not what the accuser is trying to bring to be your inheritance. It is the father's inheritance and in that moment his inheritance becomes your inheritance his harvest becomes your harvest and when it becomes your harvest that is the manifestation of the earth in the earth of what is already in heaven for you um and so i just believe we've got to we have to access and there's one thing i wanted to read to you guys really fast let me see if i can pull it up here yep yep um when we see when we see, so take, again, take that picture that you see on your screen, and you, when you see that scroll, when you see that scroll coming out of the heavens, when you see it being delivered to you, don't just see it. Don't just see it and think, oh, that's a really great picture. Oh, that's a really great cloud. Oh, I see a scroll. Oh, I see this. Oh, I see that. And then you take the picture, you put it in your camera roll on your phone, and you never think about it again. No, when you see it, whether it's a vision, whether it's a dream, whether it's coming out of the heavens, you have two choices. You can sit on it. In other words, do nothing. Or you can move into it. And that's what Kim did. When you move into it, that is when it begins to manifest in the earth. That is when it begins to fulfill its purpose to you. That is when that key fits in that lock and opens that door to get to the other side. So don't just sit on it. Don't just do nothing. Don't Likewise, don't just try to make something happen and make it up. And and that's immaturity. That's immaturity. That's That's immaturity. That's you, oh, I see this and I'm going to create something out of it. No, you wait in right timing for what that thing was sent to you for in purpose. Then create out of that place. You create out of that place what the Father's will is in the earth. And it actualizes. It manifests. It becomes something that is tangible in the here to now. And not just something that was tangible to you, but now something that is now tangible to us us because the word has been delivered and you have been showing us how to use it. So now we have a demonstration to follow of how to do that. Um, And that's what I saw out of what you said. And one thing I think that's important in what you're saying is that you can't hold the scroll, as it were, and doubt. Doubt never came into the picture. It was not, oh, should I? Oh, I know he told me to do this, but, um, well, he gave me this word, but really it doesn't look too good, and ooh, that's a Jekyll, and I don't know. Am I, I, you know, and doubting what he's commanded you to do or what he's given you, what's in your scroll, that doubt has come to sabotage the promise. So that was coming up in my spirit when you were talking is that you need to identify that and and turn on some of you um the things that have come to sabotage the promise because it's up to you just like the staircase where do you want to go what do you want he's promised you this but you can go this way if you want to but this is the way he'd like you to go it's the skinny path it's the hard path but it's his promise so what is his promise to you that's right and remove all doubt In fact, when you think about speaking doubt, 
which I didn't. I'm glad. I, it just came to me when you were when you were talking to them. But um, doubt was never an issue with me. Um, fear was never an issue with me. But it might be with you. And if it is, turn on it tonight. Turn on those things. Turn. Those are accusers that have come to you. And, and you need to position your feet firmly. Absolutely. Be absolute in your stand. Uh, this is not a time for the weak. This is not a time for the faint of heart. Be awake. <laughs> it's not a time to sleep. It's a time to be awake. It's a time to move and activate. And we all have a part. We all have an invitation. It's not just for Kim Parker. We all have the invitation in your world, in your circumstances, in the things that he's assigned to you. We all have things assigned to us. So exciting. And you are called, you are called to go above and beyond what anybody else could do with that. That's right. And I believe you can. And so tonight we've come with a word of faith. Yeah, you heard it. A word of faith and a word of hope. Yes. And these, I hope, will, will come together and, and they will illuminate the places that you need to put the scrolls in the mouths of yes. and, the, and get rid of. And also for you to be strong, for you to be unwavering, for you to be full of promise, for your eyes to be set, for you to be unwavering so that the rains that have come tonight, and we can hear them, like really, <laughs> The rains that have come, that that fruit that will be produced will be good fruit. And I'm believing for that. And uh, I don't have anything else. Do you? No. Does anyone have any questions or comments? Because we will read them yes. and we will address those questions and comments. Amen. I'm going to put my glasses on give you now a minute. so We're that I can give see. You a minute. <laughs> I see nothing but a blur. There's faith and hope. Thank oh, you. We love you, Miss promise. Yes, hello, Miss Judy Campbell. Shaviv. We're doing air hugs tonight. Yeah, we are. Yeah, we are. Love you, Kaylee love Hoffman. Love you, Kaylee. And Tamara. Yeah, oh, I love there's you, all Tamara. The Sarah. Amen, amen. All I right. think there's a delay, so they're seeing something oh, okay. that we're not seeing. I see. So I just want to wait just a second until they catch up. Any questions or comments? They're here. Love you, Shaviv. Yeah, we do. Well, I'm not sure about the delay, or maybe you don't have questions. I'm seeing lots of um, hearts, and, and thank you. We know that you're with us. Thank you for all the support. Feel it tonight. But uh, we bless you. Father, I lift my voice over these ladies, over the men that have tuned in tonight, over Cody, and I strengthen them by the Spirit. I thank you that your word has been released tonight in, in pureness. And I declare that that word has gone forth and that will accomplish what you have assigned it to in us. We align ourselves with heaven. We align ourselves with truth. We align ourselves to be mature, to be the mature sons in the earth that can legislate and govern, can negotiate your plan, your will for this place, for our place. And I bless every hearer and every doer tonight. I honor you, Father, and I thank you for this opportunity. And I declare blessings on everyone tonight. In Yeshua's name, amen. amen.